0: Although you've got to hear my voice, I'm sorry about that. But I want you to hear Jesus talking to your spirit. Amen. And he's just using me as that vessel today. Amen. So we, I just believe that God's going to do great things. Amen. And we have to come here believing that. Amen. When when that woman is pregnant and you're the husband and and, and that day comes and you're on your way to the hospital and you're speeding through every stoplight and you can't wait to get her to the hospital, you know something's about to happen something's about to be born and you're just doing everything you can as the husband to get her there and you've made this run several times and you've practiced it but now the time has come and so there comes that moment where like one preacher said someday becomes today <laughs> we always say someday i'll do this and someday i'll do that but someday one day someday becomes two Amen. And so we, I'm excited about what God is doing. He knew this day was coming. Before you ever opened your eyes, before you ever lifted your head off your pillow and said, not another three inches of snow. <laughs> I got to go out and shovel again. Give me a break. Amen. But God is good. And he's got something in store for us today. How many believe that? Amen. And so we're we're just going to, Take a moment to receive our our offering today for Sunday school. And Sister Linda, if you would help me, Father, bless this offering uh, for Sunday school as as she receives it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are going to talk about seeking first the kingdom of God. If you've already got your sheet, if you don't have one, please raise your hand and Sister Sonia will get you one. Amen. Seeking first, seek ye first. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Amen. And I wanted to read a scripture out of the book of Hebrews. It's not on your sheet. Amen. But I wanted to kind of preface this with Hebrews Chapter 4 and verse 12. Some of you might be able to just quote right where I'm at right now. If I just started off, you could probably finish it. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of The joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God is a surgeon, and His Word is that surgical steel blade that He uses to divide asunder. He knows our thoughts, He knows our intentions, He knows our motives, if you will, He knows what we're thinking. (laughs) got to be careful what you're thinking the devil can't read your thoughts but god sure knows what you're thinking he put that mind in you that's why we pray that that prayer and, and we ask god to help us let this mind be in me which was also in christ jesus let me think like he thought let me show compassion like he did let me do the things like he did that's why he came isn't it to be our example amen to show us that you really can live an overcoming life with the the power of God dwelling in you. And he was our, our example. The power of God was dwelling in a man. And so he made it to where we could receive that same power, same power that drove Jesus from the grave, lives in us. It lives in us. We don't just carry it around in our back pocket like a wallet and pull it out when we need some money. But it's there all the time. So it's in use. It needs to be fired up and in use all the time. Amen. So we're going to, with that, I want to I read this this opening scripture, the the key scripture for this lesson this month. Matthew 16, 6, verse 14 through 34. It seems like a lot, but, you know, the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. So let's not just read through this and say we read it, but let's read through it and let it minister to us as we read it. Because there's some things in here, you know, it's been said over and over again here in this church and probably in every church congregation in the world, there's things that you see sometimes that you just kind of read over and you don't really get it. You don't really pick up what God is saying. But then there's times you'll read that for the 101st time and the light will come on. And so I want the light of God's Word to come on in our life today. Amen? Because I want it's the Word and it's His power that's going to make the change in you, not listening to my droning voice, my southern drawl, amen. But it's God's Word and God's Spirit that's going to make the difference in your life today, amen. So let's read this together. You can read with me if you'd like. Um, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. I mean, see right there. And we could, we could go for a whole month just on that one half of a scripture right there. But we're not going to do that. We could, though. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break in through and steal. Next verse. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt And where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on, if not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father, everybody say, my heavenly Father, he's yours. He's your heavenly Father. Not their heavenly Father, your heavenly Father. Feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, just thinking about it, can add one cubit unto his stature? I wouldn't want him to add any more cubits to my stature. It's already hard enough in that coach seat on that airplane. <laughs> I want to stay right where I am, God. Thank you very much. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God clothed the grass of the field, which is today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven... Shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows what you have need of. But seek ye... Everybody, let's read this together. But seek ye first the kingdom of God... And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for its, the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I could just read, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you and we could be done. Because he said all of that from verse 19 to verse 34 to say that. Seek ye first. If you'll seek first the kingdom, all this other stuff's going to take care of itself. But I'm not going to make it that easy on you. Amen? So we're going to break this down, and I'm going to go back to verse 19. A couple of verses there. We're going to kind of focus on letter A there. It says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Next verse. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do break in nor steal. Next verse. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Amen. By the grace of God, we're going to talk about that. So, what do we really treasure? We're talking about seeking first the kingdom. What do you really treasure? Think about it for a minute. What is really valuable and important to you? And I left lots of room on those sheets so that because I know you're going to make lots of notes because God's going to start talking to you while I'm speaking. And, and so, whatever you feel like God is prompting you about... You should make a note about that. Maybe go back and study it out for yourself. Amen. So do we treasure heavenly things or earthly things? How do we know? We should know. But that's the question. That's what he's saying. Where is your treasure at today? What are you treasuring? What is of value to you? What is of utmost importance to you? What is the thing that we are focused on when we pray and seek his face? What kind of prayer do you pray? Is your prayer self-centered, where it's all about you? Oh, God, this trial I'm going through. Oh, God, this terrible thing that I'm having to face. Oh, God, this lack of money in my bank account. Oh, God, this, this ailment on my toe. Oh, God, this and that and the other, all about me. Is that what our prayer focus is? Or as I heard one preacher say, if we went if we went back six months and looked at all the prayers that we prayed, would they make a difference in the kingdom or not? When I heard that, I went, whoa, whoa that challenged me. What kind of prayer am I praying? Am I praying kingdom-based prayers? Am I praying for things in the kingdom to take place? Or am I praying all about me and my woes and, oh, poor me, and 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 all those things about me well we already read and i'm we're going to go back to this in, in subsequent weeks but th- didn't the scripture just say that not, not to worry about all that stuff about yourself because why 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 shouldn't we worry about all that stuff he's going to take care of it right he said he would he said if he clothed the the, the lilies and takes care of the sparrows and the butterflies and all that other stuff and, the, and all the bugs that we hate. He takes care of them. How much more valuable are we to, than they? Right? So we got to ask ourselves what are we focused on when we pray because if we're not focused on the kingdom then we may may need to step back and reevaluate where our prayer life is going and refocus our prayer life on the kingdom. Like I heard one missionary's wife say, and uh, somebody shared some some school of missions stuff with me once. And and if I said her name, you'd know her. And she had some some kids that were getting up of, of age where this was several years ago, where they were getting ready to leave the, the mission field and go come back to this country and go to college. And she was worried about her kids, as a mother should. I mean, some things are just God just put it in you as a mother, to be concerned about what's going to happen to my kids. And so she's praying about that, and God said, you know what? And she talked about this. If you'll pray about and worry about the things of my kingdom, I'll take care of the, of the things about you. And that was God's way of telling her, don't worry about your kids. I got them taken care of. And don't you know, they came back to this country, and they went to school, wherever, whatever they did, and God took care of them when she started focusing her concern on God's kingdom you you love the things that I love I think is what God told her and I'll take care of the things you love Amen Sometimes we got to be careful what we love <laughs> Amen Love not the world neither the things that are in the world. We got to be careful. That's why it says that in the book in the word of God. We got to be careful. Psalms 27 and 8 says uh, and I believe it's David speaking. When thou saidst, seek ye my face, my heart, my inner self, my inner man said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. I'm going to seek your face. If that's what you're telling me to do, then that's what I'm going to do. Which means I'm not going to seek my own, cons- my own concerns, my own things. I'm not going to, he's saying, David, don't worry about all the incidental stuff that you have no control over anyway. Because really, we don't really have control over whether it snows or not, do we? Amen? Now, there was one prophet that prayed that it might not rain for three and a half years, and it didn't. So, and we have what Jesus said, he has all power and authority in heaven and earth, and he gave that to us. So I have to believe that we have it within us to pray a prayer like that. Whether God, I mean, I believe God would have to tell you to pray a prayer like that. You, you can't just say, God, we live in Wisconsin, but could you just do away with all this snow? <laughs> He's gonna do that. He might, but I doubt it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say I doubt it. But, Amen. But we can't control the weather, but He does. We can't control things in our life, but He does. So why concern ourselves and waste all of our valuable prayer time on things we have no control over? Let's, let's seek the kingdom, amen? I was sharing with somebody the other day, every person outside this door of this building belongs to God. Did you know that? Every soul is His. Amen? They belong to Him. And these same people out there that are, That are using his name in vain and cursing his name, and using they're cursing the very God that can is the only one that can save their soul from a devil's hell. So it behooves us to try to help them find their way in here so that they aren't left out there and left to go to a place that the Bible says was created for the devil and his angels. Who wants people to who wants to go to that place? Who really if they knew what it was all about would really want to go there? Why would we want somebody to go there? And if it's so bad that it, as we read about in the Bible that it's and it was a place created for the devil and his angels, can you imagine what it's going to be like for one of us if we end up there? It's going to be awful. Amen. And like I heard one preacher say, just the, because you're you're not going to die, if you end up in that place, your soul, you're going to live on forever in that torture. And I, to me, anyway, the knowledge of knowing that I had the opportunity to make a decision not to go there and I didn't would be as much pain and suffering as any other physical pain and suffering I might have to go through. Just that knowledge of knowing I missed my opportunity, I had the chance, and I passed it up. I didn't serve God the way I wanted. I should have. Somebody told me about the gospel, and I ignored him. Amen? So, so this scripture, God was telling David, and by extension us, his people, how to seek and what to seek. Seek his face. What, is, what does it mean to seek his face? Anybody? What's it mean to seek his face? Interaction. What does it mean to seek his face? We're just supposed to look for this face, right? What does his face represent? His kingdom. All that is his. He's telling David, seek me. Don't seek things. Don't seek your own pleasure, your own wants and desires. Seek the kingdom. Seek my face. Seek to know what I think. Get your directions from me. Amen? All that he is and represents would logically be something called his kingdom, would it not? Or you could say his plan, or you could say his will. Amen? So we need to seek his will. Right? You know, a couple of months ago we were we were talking about prayer and we were talking about where jesus taught his disciples how to pray and what did he say to tell how did he tell them to pray thy kingdom come not my kingdom come not not what i want my what thy kingdom come thy will be done where is your treasure today what are you treasuring what is what is of value to you is the kingdom down here somewhere and other stuff is up here and you got the kingdom down number four number five Amen. The kingdom needs to be up on top. Amen. Proverbs 3 and 9 in the New Living Translation says, Honor the Lord. I mean, right there, honor the Lord with your wealth, it says in the New Living Translation, and the best part of everything you produce. Or the most treasured part, if I can use that word treasure there, the most treasured part of everything you produce. So it's not just talking about money, is it? We are producers ourselves of our personality, of who we are in God. So Proverbs 3 9 and the King James says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. How many remember talking about first fruits a couple months ago? What was the first fruits of the crop? Anybody? What was the first fruits? What did what was the what, what did they what, remember? They they had they had the crop, and then when they they harvested the, when they got ready to harvest the crop, they took the first little bit that they whacked down the weed or whatever, and they they, they stopped right there, and they took that to the priest. And what did the priest do with it? He waved it before the Lord. And why, why did he do that? Oh, Lord, we want to have a bountiful harvest. We want to have a great harvest. And we're bringing this, the very best, the cream of the crop, the stuff off the top to you. We want you to bless it in Jesus' name. Right? And they didn't harvest, they didn't cut down another stalk of wheat until they did that. Amen. Why? Because they wanted their harvest to be blessed. They wanted to have enough seed from the harvest, enough food from the harvest, so that they could live their lives and, and so that they would have enough seed for the next harvest. Amen. And so that's what we're talking about. That that our treasure needs that our first fruits, the very best of who we can be in God. We need to give it to Him for His glory. It's not about us. Amen? Where is your treasure? I'm going to keep hammering this, okay, today. Where is your treasure? What are you treasuring? What is valuable to you? Is the kingdom more valuable to you than anything else? Or is there other stuff that you're valuing that is more treasure to you than the kingdom? Because where your treasure is, the Bible says, there will your heart or your inner man of your inner being, your soul, your will, that's where that will be. Amen? The first fruits is an indication of the beginning of something. This offering, it was to be given to the Lord at the beginning of the harvest. Amen? When I wake up in the morning, I want to give Him my very best first off. I don't want to put anything else first before the Lord. Amen? Because seven days without prayer makes one week, right? seven days week one week w-e-e-k it also makes one w-e-a-k week amen and that's what that's what this is talking about your first fruits your very best the cream the, the stuff right off the top amen god expects us to share from the very first the very best that we have to offer him because trust me if you give the very best you have to offer to god if you start your day like that Every day is going to be an awesome day, whether you have trials or not, whether you have tests or not, whether it just, just everything just goes wonderful that day. Amen? If you haven't watched the videos of of the, the camp meeting up in Eau Claire, there's one where Brother Dobbs is talking about all his books in his connex, in his little metal container that he's got. And he went out there to get some books. And what happened to his books? They were all eaten up by termites. 2,500 books. Not one was left. And he had a wooden shed right next to that and no termites in that building. And he said, he looked up at God and said, don't you love me? I thought you loved me, God. And God said, uh-uh. I did that for a reason. Because there's something in you I need to get out of you. Some pride and some things that you you, you thought you could just you know, you were good, not you, you know, but God, God had a way of getting to him, right? And so some days aren't going to go exactly the way you want them to go, right? They're not. But that doesn't mean God's not there. Amen. You still got to put his kingdom first. You still got to put your treasure in heaven. Amen. That's how we put our treasure in heaven. Put his kingdom first. Put yourself last. What does the Bible say? The last shall be first, and the first shall be last. So if you try to keep putting yourself first all the time, me, 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 that's fine. <laughs> You're going to end up last, right? Well, it's right. <laughs> you don't have to agree, but it's right. Am I, am I okay, Pastor? Okay. Amen. Amen. So this this honoring the Lord with our first fruits, honoring the Lord with with the first fruits of our substance, with the best of the very best. I was looking in the New English translation Bible that I have. It's got it's a section called Full Notes, and it's got like it breaks it down in the Greek and the Hebrew and it kind of gives you some notes, kind of like a, a commentary, and it says that this 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 scripture in three and nine of Proverbs is actually in It's a a command. It's not a request. Okay? It's a command. He's not asking us to do this. He's telling us, do it. Amen. When Israel didn't follow the Mosaic law, what happened? They knew as soon as they, if they didn't bring that first fruits and wave that wave offering before the Lord, they just knew. They didn't even have to experience it. They knew their crop was going to be. They had no idea what was going to happen, but as long as they knew they had the blessing of the Lord on it, off they went. They had them just standing at the ready at the edge of the field. As soon as they knew that that wave offering, that first fruits was brought before the priest, go. They you know fired a gun or whatever, and they head off into the field, starting the harvest. Amen. So. You know they didn't. They didn't skimp around, and they didn't just go out there and just knock down one little, little weed or something. They didn't go down there and find the smallest little piece of wheat and, and cut that down and say, "Let's. We kind of value the other stuff. Let's take in the little stuff." They didn't do that. Amen. Let's see. They didn't take this attitude of, uh, "Let's see what the minimum that we can do and give and still." make it into heaven amen amen we got to be careful we don't let that attitude get in our spirit let's see what i what can i get away with and still make it amen think about the guy that's got to go climb mount everest or something he doesn't take that attitude (laughs) he will die right you got to prepare yourself for something like that and so we can't go into this. We can't go into each day harboring and holding treasures to ourselves and not treasuring the king putting our treasures in heaven where moth and rust can't get to. Amen. And it's not it's talking about finances, but it's also talking about a lot more than finances, amen. You know, I my wife and I came into church in in the missions, in a missions church. So I believe in foreign missions. I believe in missions. Why? Because because of missions, I'm standing here today. It's because of a missionary, somebody willing to leave their comfort zone, go to a place that had to learn a language and eat different and all that stuff, was there so that I have somebody there. So we believe in that, and so we give back to missions. We always have since the day we got into this. But I don't give back to missions so I can see how much God will give me back. Well, let's see, if I give a $1,000, he'll give me 2 you know, it ain't, it's not like that, amen? But I trust God just like with this new job. You know, I, my, my income went up a little bit, okay? Just a little bit. And I, I mean, the, the day that I knew what the offer for my job was, I sat right there and I said, God, you're giving me this, and it's not for me to consume it upon myself. So what do you want me to do with this additional income? Not that he doesn't want me to be blessed with some of it and be able to, to comfortably go buy some things I want. But I asked him first, What You're blessing me with this, so what do you want me to do with it? Because I don't want to hoard it upon myself and treasure it to myself. Excuse the personal reference, but, but you understand what I'm saying. It's a blessing from him. He didn't give it to me to keep it for myself. Amen. And if if he's given it to me for a purpose to, to fund or support something, I want to do that. I want to be obedient to that. And do you know that he's going to take care of me? <laughs> he's taking care of me. He, I haven't had to worry about buying clothes or anything the last two, almost three years. I've been here, you know, struggling income wise. But God's taking care of me. And he's teaching me something. He's showing me something. He's letting me learn some things. Amen. And so I want to be sensitive and I want to know that I'm giving him my very best. I don't want to heap those treasures to myself. So those those people, those Israelites, when they brought that harvest, that first fruits, that, that thing was important to them. That harvest was important to them. They didn't have bank accounts and money. Some of them only had the clothes on their back and that's all they ever wore. So the value to them, the treasure to them was the what was in the field. The seed and the harvest and all those things. They, they didn't have all these things that we have to value. Amen. And so they, it was important to them. Amen. And they were God's kingdom. They were His first. You know, He chose them first so you could say that they were the first fruits. And majority of them wanted to please God. How many really want to please God? Amen. Let the words of my mouth. I've been praying this all day ever since I got up this morning. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my Savior. Amen. Don't let them be my words. I know he's going to use my brain and my words to speak, but let it be God speaking. Don't let it be me. Amen. Matthew 6 21 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. That which that treasure is that which you value the most. And I if it sounds like I'm just hammering this thing to death, I am. Amen. But God told I I was just praying, you know, back in the first part of January. I, what do you want me to say, God? What do you want me to teach? I didn't want to. You know, steal somebody else's material. And so I'm just sitting there reading my bread one day, and he just quickened this to me. And I said, Okay, this is what I'm going to do. So this is from God, okay? <laughs> I'm just the delivery man. Don't shoot the mailman. If God's ministering to you and dealing with you, it's for you. Amen. Because trust me, he works me over first, right? <laughs> I get the whipping first, then you get it next. (laughs) So it's a little toned down, right? You hope so, anyway. He isn't saying that there isn't anything wrong, as I've already said, with having earthly things. He wants us to have nice things. Amen. And oh, my goodness. I mean, as soon as I knew I had this income, oh, the temptation was right there, man, to go, oh, man, you know, I need a new truck. Two of my co-workers both drive almost brand new Dodge pickup trucks and they're nice one's got leather and the other one and the other one said oh I just traded my other one in over in in La Crosse and and it's on this lot over here and it's nice I took really good care of it and it's got low miles and I had to go over I happened to have to go over to that lot to get some work done on my truck <laughs> And I, with everything in me, I resisted going out there and finding her truck. <laughs> I wanted that truck. Amen. But I, ha- I remembered what I said. And maybe God helped me. This is You're giving me this for a reason. It's not to heap it upon myself. And so I just sat there in the waiting room and I said, Okay, God, if you want me to have one, send it to me. Amen. He can do that. How many believes he can do that? I, I when I was new convert, listening to tapes. Still, this this dates you how back far back this is. I heard some preacher in Texas talking about about the blessings of God, and at one point, two different people gave him brand new pickup trucks. He was a pastor. He didn't ask for that. He wasn't looking for that. He was happy with the one he had, and all of a sudden one day. Somebody came up and said, "God told me to give you this pickup truck." And then a couple days later, somebody else, and he ended up having to give one back. It's like I can't take two of them. So God can—he can do those things. He can take care of that. So I'm just thankful that He is taking. He's kept the one I got on the road. Amen. I it had a check engine light the other day, and I said, "Oh, come on, God." So I took it into AutoZone and had him read the mo- computer, and the guy told me, and I was like, okay. I walked out to the truck, got in the truck, started driving down the road, looked down, the light was off. And that was maybe Monday or Tuesday. That light's still off. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't say, well, thank God the guy at AutoZone plugged his little thing in there and cleared my, Mm-mm. He didn't do that. God did that. He said, I'll take care of your truck. If he, let, he didn't let the, wear, their shoes wear out in the desert for 40 years, he can surely keep that truck with 200,000 miles on it on the road until it's time for him to bless me with another one. In the meantime, I'm thankful for the blessing. I don't know why I got off on all that. So a treasure is something that we allow to become valuable in our life. And I like I treasure my grandchildren. Who doesn't that's got grandchildren in here? I treasure my grandchildren. They are a treasure to me. Amen? They're special. They're precious to me. But I can't put them before God. I treasure the relationship I have with my wife, but I can't put her between me and God. And she knows that. She doesn't mind being second fiddle to God. Really. Okay? She understands the, the concept she would rather me put god first than her amen even though he's he gave her to me you know it's where your treasure is there will your heart be also amen if i was putting her before god i'd i don't know what i'd be doing i'd probably be spending money i didn't need to spend on things i didn't need to buy just to make her happy and please her and it wouldn't be about those things anyway Amen. And the enemy wants to get it in our mind that it's all about our things and our stuff. And the enemy is working overtime in this last day to get our focus of what our treasure is supposed to be all discombobulated. Okay? So we got to take that big telephoto lens in our spirit and start moving it around and focus on what's important, which is building, storing up treasures in heaven. Amen. How many has a bank account? No, you don't have a bank account? You do. <laughs> if you're living in this day and age, you have to have a bank account cuz they won't pay you any other way but direct deposit, right? So you have to have a bank account. How many has a savings account? Or some fi- or some some retirement or 401k's? We all have those kind of things. Life insurance policies, we're storing up, we're preparing for the future, aren't we not? You can't collect on a life insurance policy that you wanted to have, right? You can't withdraw money out of a bank account that you... I wanted to put some money in there. (laughs) I just never did. When it's time to go, when you need that money and it's not there, there's nothing to withdraw, what are you going to do? You're just... With, as they say, up a creek without a paddle. And so we've got to build up our spiritual bank account. We've got to store up treasures in heaven because I want to be able to draw off of that. And what is that talking about? Our prayer life? Our consecration? It's not that we don't need to enjoy things on this earth, but we need to put His kingdom first. We need to treasure the things of God first. If you'll put those if you'll put that treasure first and not the treasures of this world where the moth and rust and and what that's i was doing a little study on that that was kind of making reference to back in the day in the old testament days when they didn't have homes that were built like we have now that are energy efficient and all those things they lived in tents and stuff and stuff would wear out clothes would get dry rotted and rust would get on things they didn't have stainless steel and so that's what that's referring to and so they they had to take take care of those things but some things it's just like around here I don't care what you do your frame is going to rust on your car or your truck period end of story you can do body work you can do everything you want to do but this salt and this stuff up here is going to eat your frame and and the body of your your vehicle so (laughs) What does everybody do? They just drive around with rust all over their fenders, and then they get another one, and it rusts out. Then they get another one, and it rusts out, right? So we can't put our... They don't value those things as much here, amen? They put value in other things. And so our heart, our inner man, our will are very powerful things. You know, God gave us a will. He gave us our human will, amen? He gave us this wonderful gift called choice the ability to choose i had to choose whether i was going to get out of bed today i had to choose what i was going to wear to church today i was going to, i had to choose really i didn't have to choose but i had to make a choice if i was going to even come to church today life is about choices god gave us that choice and when he drew us to him we had a choice am i going to put this first over what i want or am i going to realize that what i want has gotten me to this point where i'm in desperate need of something more and we took what god offered so we made a choice we decided to treasure make that thing more valuable than all of our efforts to try to live our life the way we wanted to right amen so choice is a wonderful thing but it can get us in a lot of trouble Ephesians 3:14 through 19 says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. We're all named after Him. That He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, the soul, the mind. That Christ dwell may dwell in your hearts, or as... as that, heart, that word heart is the seat of the desires, feelings, affections, passions, impulsions, impulses, emotions, the heart, and the mind. So that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, that word love there is agape, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love, agape, of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all fullness, the full measure and abundance of God. Amen. So that love, that agape love from God, we need to value that. That kingdom love. Amen. The concordance says that it's that agape love is God's willful direction toward man. It's God's willful direction towards us. It involves God doing what he knows is best for man and not necessarily what man desires. Has anybody ever said this or some words to this effect? This is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. (laughs) I know you're not going to like this, but this is for your own good amen with i had stuff happen to me in the military when i couldn't keep my mouth shut once <laughs> and they said this is going to hurt you a lot more and it's going to hurt us but it's going to be for your own good we're trying to help you get on the right track and guess what it did it helped me get on the right track i said i didn't say these words but it was like i said oh that's what you mean oh okay okay I won't do that again. (laughs) I was young, I was I hadn't even made it out of training yet, so thankfully I learned my lesson. (laughs) But you understand what I'm saying. And we're not we are not gonna get out of that with God. He's gonna allow some things in our lives sometime because he sees that we are starting to treasure the wrong things. And he doesn't want us to keep going that way like Brother Dobbs with his books. And so he'll let things happen to kind of help us, oh, you mean get back over here on this path. I see what you mean. Amen. How many doesn't want God to help you keep your focus on on the thing that you need to treasure the most? How many do not want God to do that? And I'm not raising my hand because I don't. I'm just trying to get you to. So we all want God's blessings. We all want God's favor. We want God to show us if we're walking down the wrong road, right? We do. Help me, God, if I'm heading down the wrong road. Help me if I'm starting to treasure things that I don't need to be putting so much value on. We're talking about treasures. Treasures on earth. Treasures in heaven. Three minutes and I'm done. He made us the keepers. The note I have here, we are on the ground floor and we are in charge of the family business. What's the family business? The kingdom. Thank you. It's all about the kingdom. The family business. He is the head. He's in heaven. We are the body. We're down here. The head. Your body doesn't function unless your brain tells it to. It, your brain tells your blood to flow. It tells you to blink your eyes. It tells you to say, ouch, when you stub your toe. So the head is in charge of the body. And so we need to let the head be the head in our life. And what's he? He's going to make sure that we put His kingdom first. And if we'll put His kingdom first, all these things will be added unto you. Everything you need, things you don't even know you need, things you want you don't even know you want, He'll bless you with it if you'll put His kingdom first, if you'll put your treasures in heaven. How be it, Acts seven and forty eight, howbeit the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, what house will I will ye build me? saith the lord or what is the place of my rest amen and that's paul quoting out of acts or excuse me out of isaiah 66 and 1 his kingdom his treasure is in us amen we have this truth in what this treasure in earthen vessels in clay pots he put this treasure in us for a reason Not for us to just push it down and cover it up with all kinds of other stuff that we think is valuable. But he wants us to value his kingdom first. He put it in us for a reason. The kingdom of God is what? Not meat and drink, but what? In the Holy Ghost. So we have the kingdom inside of us. That's the kingdom of God on earth, right? It's us walking around. So if we're seeking to fulfill, and I'm coming to a close, if we're seeking to fulfill his plan, his purpose, and his will, and not our own, then we are truly storing up treasures in heaven. Amen? So we need to think about that this week, and we're going to pick up from this and go on next week to, to be on your paper there, but... Let's think about this week and dwell on these things about the kingdom. Am I putting the kingdom first? What are, what are my treasures and what, what am I treasuring? What do I need to put on the back burner to move God on the front burner? Amen. God bless us as we take this break and come back and that you would minister to us mightily through the pastor as he preaches to us in Jesus' name. Amen.